Hey, you. Yeah, you. You just started listening to this podcast, right? Well, guess what? We got merch now. Head over to belowthecollar.com slash culturecastpod. Pick up a t-shirt, man. 100% of the proceeds goes back to independent wrestling. Go do it, man. Pause this and go do it now. Did you do it? Good. Let's get this podcast going. gentlemen what is going on omg this is the oh you should know omar kill solomon coming to you live from quarantine station baby and welcome to the culture cast we are the culture cast for the culture by the culture bringing it to you for the culture i just said that twice guess what it's a quarantine things happen i'm with my co-host what are you calling yourself today I want to be an inspirator. I want to inspire people that, yeah, we know that we all, when we grow up, you know, we change our character or whatnot, but the internet doesn't care. If you know you said some dumb stuff in the past, go to your Twitter, type in your name and whatever offensive words and delete those tweets because it could come and bite you in the ass in the future. So it sounds like you've been, um, you know what? Never mind. Changing subject. I mean, I mean, all, I, all I'm all I'm gonna say is, if you know, then you know. For those that listen, if you if you saw what went down, if you saw what went down a few days ago, you know. If you know, then you know. That's all I have to say. And ladies and gentlemen, that is Big Ray. That is Rashar. We are your co-hosts for the Culture Cast. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, Culture Cast Pod on Instagram and Facebook, Culture Cast Pod underscore on Twitter. You can also subscribe wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. We there, baby. We live, baby. Make sure you subscribe, rate us, review us, tell a friend. We are here for you, bringing you this quarantine heat for these quarantine streets. Bow! Close friends can meet my friends, and we could be friends. Won't he like, do it? Like Diddy said. You know, and be on the lookout for our YouTube channel soon. That's going to actually cause Rashard to actually turn on his microphone, and, excuse me, turn on his camera for once. But right now, the Zoom world, I don't know what he's doing. He, he Bro, says I'm out he here looking work. like... He says he just got off work. I don't believe him. Bro, I'm out here looking like Stephen A. from 2014 when he had, like, the mini fro. Look, bro. <laughs> for those that can see, I have a beard, of course. But this beard, don't get it twisted. The beard is not nappy. But the hairs, they're going crazy. I can't shave my own head. I can't sh- line myself up because, you know, I'll just cut my beard off because, you know, I'm kind of dangerous with clippers. So, you know, See, I, the I, thing I, is with you. You got the ball look, so you could just take a pair of just wall clippers and just go navy style, just go back. Nah, bro. See with me, I got the whole, you know, the whole Sasha Banks forehead going on and <laughs> with know, the mini I fro. I love you, Sasha. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay, number one, don't listen to I'm me. I'm out here. I'm out here looking like I'm out here looking like rich boy. <laughs> yeah, we talk about rappers, not wrestlers. <laughs> Period. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, but no, man, I got, you know, my real life job, I, I got to talk to families and I can't, you know, be virtual, but I got this Carl Winslow lining, bro. It's, it's, it sucks. It hurts. I hate it here. <laughs> you know, it's a speaker, like, you know, Carl Winslow and Family Matters, it really breaks down what my life is right now. You know why? It is time for why? another, it is time for another Omar Jingle. <clears throat> Watch the mic go out when you try to hit a high note. I'm ready for this. All right. Today's Omar Jingle is brought to you by Family Matters. You ready? Mm. It's a rare condition this day and age. 
to read any good news on a newspaper page. Love a condition of a grand design. Some people see it's even harder to find. That's all I know. Something left to do inside these gentle walls. That's all I see. Something, something. True love bursting out every seam. Sing it with me, You know the words. Sing it with me. Days go by. I'm in a quarantine and I can't get my hair cut. Days go by. I'm going to stay at home because I don't want Mayor Lightfoot to get mad at me. <laughs> that's some clippers from that's some clippers from Amazon. Some no, all clippers and just I, I, I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Plus, I don't even live in the city, but you know, Mayor Lightfoot scares me. And what what she says? Oh, you in a you in a bird? You probably and in a good ass house. She ain't gonna touch you. I mean, I live like. Bruh, I live on the same street as her, like, like like a mile and a half west of her. She scares me more than she'll scare you. You know, I have a feeling every time I and we're of course we are coming to you guys from the Chicagoland area. Mayor Lightfoot is the amazing mayor of Chicago. Uh, she is hilarious. She has all these memes um, that have just spreaded like wildfire. So if you guys have ever gone on social media and seen the, just Google Chicago mayor memes. You will see Mayor Lightfoot, and you will see why we are laughing ever so much. But nah, bro, I'm in the suburbs, and I feel her presence from here. Seriously. Bro, I'm on the same street as her. She's a five-minute drive from me. (laughs) If anyone feels her presence, it's freaking me. Oh, my God. So we're staying inside our quarantine doors. Uh, (laughs) we, We hope that you guys are staying safe. Um, thank you guys for tuning in uh, to another episode. Be on the lookout coming soon uh, to the Culture Cast. We have an amazing interview that we did with independent wrestler Jake St. Patrick. Uh, myself and Ray had the opportunity to sit down, and you know that was just a dope interview. Like, and I can't wait. To, what are some other independent wrestlers that you want to talk to down the road, Ray? Oh, I made my list on Twitter. Every time I post something every month, I have like a different list. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jericho. Okay, what is it, Red? Speaking of lists coming soon. <laughs> well, it's like right now, I just want to, you know, let them relax us. I know everybody and their mom has podcasts right now during this quarantine that we know that aren't going to last. And let's just set the record straight. We, we've been doing this before the whole quarantine, when before it was cool to, like, have a fucking podcast. Like, we were... We was together doing this in the in a fucking studio together, mic the mic before all of this happened. Cause you know people will probably watch, listen to this and think, oh, another quarantine podcast made by someone. Like, no fuckers, we was doing this in 2019. So okay, coming you coming out hard today, right? You you okay, bro? You okay? Just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, nah, we know there to be some people that wanna is going to see our stuff and think that like we've been planning this out since the beginning of 2019 like oh, I mean, like, like we've been having this dream <laughs> no need to worry you know we we uh we've been out here since december uh been planning since uh 2018 but of course you know it takes time and we're we putting things together slow motion and it's we're only growing and we're only uh getting bigger and better and speaking of some things that we're getting bigger and better in um we actually release something this week so uh ray go ahead and tell the people what, what where you can find it and what we did oh it, it was in the intro they'll they'll listen <laughs> it was in the intro if, if they love us and they go through the whole podcast it'll it'll pop up like like seven times we're going full jericho with this you know interrupting <laughs> interrupting interviews to <laughs> hop into ads and speaking of ass, let me tell you about Omaha Steaks. Like, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> me undies. Hey, but guess what? We will take all those advertisements coming down the road. Do not get it twisted. Um, <laughs> speaking of road, can I tell you about Allstate Insurance? <laughs> Man, I'll take an Allstate ad 24-7. You know, going back, we're, we're going to fast forward uh, down the road 
and we're on episode maybe 11, maybe 12. We lose count sometimes. But it's going to be episode 100. We're going to have a celebration. It'll be like a live podcast. And we're going to have like real live advertisements one day. I'm speaking it into existence, Ray. Speak it into existence, all right? You know what else is spoken into existence by many members of the wrestling community? You know, they wanted a they to, The WWE needs to speak into existence our name for Ricochet and Cedric Alexander because they're no. still pulling this hole. <laughs> What should their name be? We know what their names are. They accepted <laughs> our names. You know what? We're not we're not two fly crew, two fly, no matter what it is. Hey, we ride together and we fly together. So we rock with them. Exactly. No matter, no matter what name they choose, and no matter where it goes from here, just know that we ride together and we fly together. I mean I mean the WWE plus, just wants to take ownership of the name. You know, we, our DMs are always open, you know. Well, as long as bad boys doesn't sue us, Michael Bay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, technically they got it's their line. So, hello. Uh, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. We've been shooting the shits for I don't know how long now, but it's all good. It's always good to catch up. We haven't um, recorded in a while. We have been uh, swamped, but there's been a lot of things happening in the wrestling world. Uh, one thing that's recently happened is it was announced that. There will be no WWE 2K21. Oh my God! What are your thoughts? Kind of seen that coming. I, I kind of seen that coming. 20 was trash. I'm still playing 19. Like 20 was just terrible, terrible. Like Charles Barkley said, terrible, 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 terrible. 20 trash. 20 for the uh, 20 had a great rollout. Don't get me wrong. You had the Becky Lynch Roman Reigns cover, if I'm not mistaken. You had the uh, mm-hmm. the man entering the party uh, with a lot of superstars and legends and football players, but um, great rollout, great introductory rollout. But the release and the glitches and just everything from I mean, of course, every game always has some some hiccups. I would say, you know, but this one kind of took the cake and it was kind of rough. Uh, unfortunately, it really never. Um, I don't want to say revive, but it never really picked up some more steam after those early hiccups. And like you said, a lot of people still play 19. You know, shoot, some people still play old school SmackDown versus Raw on the original PlayStations, uh, no matter what you do. So I think um, no 2K21. No Mercy. Yeah, some people still play No Mercy. But it looks like they're introducing WWE Battlegrounds, if I'm not mistaken, a new wrestling format. So. Yeah, I think it's similar to – I know they did with NBA 2K, like the playground-type mm-hmm. game. Like, everyone said that it was dope. I haven't had – I had yet to play it. Right, so I'm, I'm hearing it's going to be more, you know, arcade-style, a little over-the-top. So think like NBA Jam with a little WWE twist to it. So I'm mm-hmm. interested to see, you know, what they do with that. Um, of course, uh, with those type of games, they'll be more – more of the flair. It may be not be, it's probably not more the simulation style that the older fans want, but uh, think back, and sometimes I hate when I sound like an apologist, but think back to when you were younger, you played those arcade games. Weren't those like the coolest things ever? Like those old school arcade WWE games? Maybe because I'm 33 and I remember playing in the arcade. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. But playing, I used to play as the Ultimate Warrior. That was so dope. Or you used to play as uh, Lex Luger in some old school Sega game, and he had the real, mm-hmm. like, you thought he had a bionic elbow. So he had, like, the plates that came out, um, his elbow every time. <laughs> he oh, my, I, I believed everything. I really thought his elbow had something in it <laughs> growing up. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'll tell you about it. But that's wrestling. That's the I, That leads me to a great topic I want to bring up, you know, like the joy of being a fan and the joy of just letting uh-huh. things happen to you. You know, I think wrestling is great when it blends reality and fantasy. And, like, tell me, go back to a time when, like, you know, before you were a Mark, before you loved wrestling, like, go back to that. I was never a Mark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go back to the time before you were a knowledgeable wrestling fan. Uh-huh. And, like, tell me a time when, like, wrestling just – tell me a time now, of course, and we'll fast forward to now, but tell me a time back then when, like, wrestling was just perfect, like, fantasy or, like, you were just – entrenched in the moment like what brought that to you oh easy the gang girl entrance him coming out of that fire cool as fuck man <laughs> <laughs> easy 
by the way, top five wrestling music of all time was the Brutus. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Like that and, and the whole Undertaker sacrifice thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he like was Stephanie McMahon? Yeah. Like the whole put people on crosses and the whole sacrifice, like all of that was amazing. Fully entrenched. You thought something was going to happen. You're like, oh, my God. Um, to me, I think back, of course, you have the Undertaker moments. I really thought things were happening. I thought mankind was dead when Undertaker came up into a motel in the cell. I literally thought that man died. And I thought he was a yeah. real-life zombie wrestling a match. I thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought zombies were real after watching that match. Um, there's other moments that just really stand out. I think um, <laughs> it sounds so weird. And I was so engaged for some reason. But I felt so bad for Val Venus when, when he was going against Kayentai. Uh, I, I, I really... I, <laughs> I, I thought they were taking away this man's manhood. <laughs> I didn't know what to did say. You, I'm just like, what? What? Did you cry when the sword came down? I was like, choppy, choppy, no! <laughs> I, I fell for him. And it's crazy because I wasn't even thinking about any type of intercourse relationships at that time or at that age. But I felt for that brother, okay? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, you go back to the Godfather and the whole train. I didn't care if they were hoes. I thought they were nice young ladies. I just wanted, like, I just everyone, loved- everyone wanted a whole train. You know, come on now. Come <laughs> on. Be real. <laughs> you know, you wanted a whole I'm, train. I'm definitely of age then. And I definitely want to take a ride on a whole train. But, you know, but you were also immersed. <laughs> exactly. You were immersed in those moments, man. And I think uh, fast forward to today, I think sometimes due to social media and due to us being so critical of everything, like if you're anti-AEW, you don't believe in anything that they do. If you're anti-WWE, you dismiss anything, even if it's uh, fake decent, (laughs) you know, you dismiss it all. So I think a lot of times we as fans, uh, we do not allow ourselves to be fans. Like, what do you think? I mean, there are some people that are out there doing it. Like, like we all know once you grab Joey Ryan's dick, like, we're all going to mark out because we're like, he's going to dick flip you. Like, that's the, I'm not like, gra- that's the pop. I'm not grabbing another man's penis. But you already know once you see that in the match, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then there are people like, like the wrestler Dan and we know his thing is you're not, like he doesn't want you to swear near him, and we all know once tequila comes on and while he's in the ring, like everyone like pops for it. So yeah, there are some things that are happening out in wrestling today that you know that hits that fantasy part where you're like, like oh snap, he did it, he did this, he did that. Rashad just gave you guys some independent wrestling references. If you guys didn't catch that drift, FYI, so make sure you guys look those up. Um, if you guys do not know. Just know that I will have to look them up per usual because I learn something <laughs> every time I, re- I record with Rashad, everybody. So I'll be looking that up too. <laughs> That's dope. I mean, I think another thing when people um, really allow themselves to like go into the moment and I know it's nostalgic. I know people hate when old people come back, but I love whenever Road Dog is on the camera and he has a microphone and he says, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Okay. Yeah. D Generation X proudly brings to you. It's whatever time. Tag team, you know. Yeah. You're like you're kid. You're lying to yourself if you don't if you don't pop every time that happens. Okay. You know, and that to me that stands out, and I, I really feel like um, wrestlers need to create those moments, those catchphrases. Like I wasn't as hip to the independence with uh, SoCal uh, Uncensored SCU. Mm-hmm. But um, I learned, and then I learned that they do a little catchphrase that, you know, that's kind of growing, that they've done on mm-hmm. independent records, and they do it on AEW, you know, so I think it's, I believe that's the worst town I've ever been in, been in I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's the worst town. So, um, you know, I think those catchphrases really stand out. Like, who do you think has potential um, in, on, in AEW and WWE, and I'll let you have some fun with your indies, of course, Rashad. But who do you think has potential with like potential catchphrases or things that could just really have, they have the potential as a promo to stand out and create those future memories? Oh, Orange Cassidy. That's 
That's a good point. That's a good it's like point. a no-brainer. Like, like we, we know that he could go, but the fact that he could get a pop because we know that his character is just like, he just doesn't care. He, he's just like, whatever. And we know how loud of a pop he could get when he's like, all right, let me wrestle you for real. Like, that's, that's something you can't just put on anyone. It's like, it's like with him, it's naturally there. Like, you know, the like crazy he knows thing, how to catch us by surprise. And the crazy thing you mentioned that, I really think he needs, um, and I cannot wait till everything's safe and back and returns to normalcy, because Orange Cassidy needs the crowd more than anything. He's dope. Yeah. He's definitely dope, and I love him. But in an empty arena, it doesn't hit the same. Would I be lying if mm-hmm. I said that? It's true. You know, because his 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 I don't want to say his uh, his character is that you know you know it's coming, and that's what creates the pop. You know, like he had the match um, last week with Jimmy Havoc, and great match that he puts in a lot of work. Jimmy Havoc, you know, he did a you know he's a hardcore guy, um, really beat him up. But Orange had his comeback. He did his thing, but you really felt like that crowd needed to be there because he. Maybe he's not as established as other stars on AEW and then also on WWE. So I really, I think he's a great person you mentioned. Who else do you think? Uh, okay, that was uh, AEW for WWE, who has the potential. I'd have, hmm, there's like a few people that comes to mind. I'm trying to see who can I pick for like number one. I got my number one whenever you are ready. Yeah, go with yours while I'm while I try to figure out who will be my number one. He you know, he's in some water right now, some hot water. Um, there's some accusations that we won't speak of or bring up because, you know, they're only accusations. Um, and we don't want to be that type of podcast that talks about, you know, accusations and things of that nature, you know, mm-hmm. that's not what we want to represent. But I think Velveteen Dream. I really think he uh, stands out even in an empty audience. I really think he truly believes in his character. And I think mm-hmm. he's done it already from his Aleister Black moments, his Ricochet moments, his um, even back when he w- went against Ciampa. Um, fast forward, when he gets back into a live crowd, I think the dream and I think his um, his charisma and his just his swagger, I really think he's going to create a lot of great moments down the road. So he would be my number one. Okay, for me, it's it's all in the face now. I, I came up for, with one. It's just all in the face and the demeanor. Like that, you could tell if this person walks into a room, everyone's going to turn their heads if they just walk right. If this person just walks right past you, like they could do the bare minimum and still have the eyes on them. And I am talking about the big boy Walter. Ooh, okay. He's a big boy. Yeah. He is like you could just look at him and you you could just stare at him. You could be your first time ever seeing Walter and like that, you know, you'll have like that sense of fear in you like like oh snap, he means like he means business. And you know, it's crazy because I, I really wanted to see Finn Balor go against Walter. I I really mm-hmm. thought I felt that match was gonna be a was gonna be dope. I really felt that match was gonna be dope. I really want to see that match. And we'll see it down yeah. the road. Because um, it's going to be hard to top Tyler Bate versus Walter, but Finn was going to hold his own. Finn was definitely. definitely hold his own. I think another person to me who is owning his character, I think he has a high potential. And I think if AEW was smart, uh, they'll put the rocket strap on him. And I think that's Darby Allen. I think Darby Allen has a great way. I think Darby Allen could be Generation Z's Jeff Hardy. If that makes sense. Mm. How we grew up and how the my generation of millennials, they love Jeff Hardy. They fell in love with Jeff Hardy. I think AEW, they have something with, with Darby Allen. I really think they can push him in a similar way. Um, I really think um, he can grow. I think he puts on great matches. I think he's getting better and better every week. I really think he, mm-hmm. needs, a, I think he needs another foe. Like I love the Sammy matches. His first match with Cody, things of that nature. Uh, but once they get back to live crowds, he needs that early on rival that's going to be a like a, a vet, you know. So it could be potentially one of these people that were was really never released. But I think mm-hmm. putting him in the ring with the right opponent is only going to help him get bigger. 
Mm. Yeah, Darby Allen has a lot of potential to be a top star. I definitely like like the high risk he's willing to take and and like looking back like on his actual life, like that's what he lives by, like taking risk on everything. Like he talks about him doing all the stupid stuff on skateboards and how he just, you know, loved the pain from it if he like wiped out. Which is which helps him in the ring. You can see that in the way he carries himself in the ring. Like he's not afraid to take that risk. And I want that's, that's big. I want to definitely tell him though if if he gets big, yes, live your life. I'm not telling you what to do, but as you work for a company, you, need, you might need to calm down on the skateboarding. <laughs> Think back to like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes likes to play basketball, but he's also an MVP and a Super Bowl champion. You think yeah. he's not playing basketball no more in the offseason, folks. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, has a, he has a job. <laughs> okay, so uh, professional tip to Darby. <laughs> but uh, no. And I think um, I think that's too. So I think uh, characters matter. I really think that we um, – a lot of fans will really appreciate, like, those characters because, you know, they create memories. And once we're able to get back into these arenas, these independent arenas, AEW, WWE – um, mm-hmm. get to hear fans, get to hear reactions. Um, it's just going to be so great. So I think um, I can't wait to cheer for characters. I know you can't wait to cheer for characters. I'm going to be wearing my Culture Cast t-shirt that you can make sure you p- pick up. It's available now. Um, so we're excited about that. Remember, make sure you guys follow us on social media. Uh, Culture Cast Pod on Twitter. We are Culture Cast Pod underscore. Uh, YouTube channel coming soon. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> what else is on your mind, Ray? How was your house quarantine day? What forty? Whatever. I have no idea where we are right now. I don't know. How's quarantine it be day? Like like eighty five. <laughs> I mean, it's been normal for me, you know, going to work, hopping on, going home, hopping on Madden. It was mostly stuff I've been doing before the quarantine stuff minus the haircuts well like basically if you go ahead go ahead basically if you add haircuts to my normal schedule it'll be just like me living a normal life (laughs) you know i forgot to ask you about um nfl draft just happened uh they did that virtually and i thought it was pretty Mm -hmm. nice um but your homie (laughs) we're gonna get to that but your homie tom brady he's a He's in Tampa Bay now. He's in Tampa Bay. As a Patriot fan, how does it feel to have Tom Brady in the NFC? Hey, next man up. I'm not one of these fake fans. It's like, wherever such and such go, I go. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm you New England here and there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm New England in and out. Like, if someone leaves, oh, well, they're lost. You know what? Like, on to the next person. I like Jared Stidham. I liked him at Baylor for the year. I, I loved him for the Art Browse system. Of course, he transferred, of course, because Art Browse is Art Browse. Went to Auburn. Different type of system. Really wasn't his system, but he still did pretty fake decent. So I think Jared Stidham is better than a lot of people. And to me, I mean, I, I'm a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, as you guys know this, because I went to EIU. Um, so um, ran very similar systems while they were at Baylor. So I'm pretty sure that Josh McDaniels knows what to do. Uh, with a quarterback of Stidham's traits, FYI. So yeah, people people need to stop the whole. I'm following a certain player to a team. That's that's fake kicking it, you know. Oh no, I am. I follow Derrick Rose wherever he goes. The hardest nah, thing, I had, the nah. hardest thing, the hardest <laughs> thing I ever, the hardest thing I ever had to do was fake cheer for Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> you see, I'm bulls through it through. So that's why. That's why this this last dance is special to me. I'm not following anyone. I'm gonna get right to the last dance in just a second, but I'm <laughs> I'm I just became a Bulls fan again. Um, as you guys know, look at my shirt. It says "Your City Sucks." Sincerely, Chicago. Shout out to Slackers. Um, I recently became a Bulls fan again, but for many years, you can ask my friends. You can check my social media. I've always said C red where you can believe in it. I'm not talking about Republicans. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls front office. I cannot support a franchise um, with this front office. You know, not only going back to the Derrick Rose trade that was he was traded for two black and milds, uh, what Jerry and Grant, Robin Lopez, um, a few other folks. 
nobody as you remember got rid of Jimmy. Yes, we got Zach. You know, we got finessed <laughs> so many years by this front office. It was so lethargic. You know, they just kept selling out the United Center. That's all they cared about. Um, Jerry Reinsdorf just kept getting money. That's all he was happy about. We became the mm-hmm. laughing stock. If it wasn't for, um, and we won't even get into Jim Boylan, but if it wasn't for the All-Star Weekend, because uh, we in Chicago knew for so many years that we hated, not hated, I don't like to say that word, we um, had disdain for guard packs, okay? Man, we hated guard packs. I'm going to say <laughs> We hated that, mother. Right. You know what? You know, we had, we And I'm glad I'm glad our voices got heard during All-Star Weekend. <laughs> because, But if you would have, because since the Bulls were a horrible team, we never got the national spotlight. So when the All-Star Weekend came and first take and Zach Levine's on there, they're booing the guard packs. Oh, I felt I felt so much joy. I felt the alpha, I felt that was when I started becoming a Bulls fan again. <laughs> okay. Then the, then the NBA on TNT was shacking them, and it started right back. That's where it started, I believe. That NBA on TNT. We had that such a, an amazing All Star comment, giving that great tribute, um, and everything. And I, I do wish Derrick Rose would have got more of a shout out, but I see they're here nor there. But um, you know, yes. So I really think that now that I'm a Bulls fan again with Arturis Karnasovas, um, and now we just hire Mark Eversley as our uh, GM. Now we just got to get rid of Jim Boylan, and um, mm-hmm. it feels good to be a Bulls fan. I don't have to um, buy resale tickets anymore. You know, I don't have to go to Bulls games in other cities anymore. I can actually go back to the United Center. You know, the only time I went to the UC was to go watch Derrick Rose. <laughs> I was not supporting Shame. this team. Not supporting the team whatsoever. So you didn't so you didn't see any of the Wade era Bulls games. You didn't see did not watch none any of Bulls that. Game, did not watch any Bulls games. I watched. You didn't watch games. any Laurie marketing. Like I watched. I count. I called. I mean, don't get me. I'm aware of the team. I'm not. You know, I'm a sports guy, so I'm aware of what's happening. I'm aware that Laurie has regressed. I'm aware that Kobe White was on the bench for three quarters of the season. Trust and believe. I'm aware, <laughs> which gives me <laughs> more reasons why I hate this team. Why I hated this team. Um. And I just said, hate again. Well, I did. I dislike this team, but um, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, I couldn't support them, man. And I knew that it was just bad for my mental health. It was bad for me and bad for my psyche. I didn't want that energy in my soul. And I was so much better when I stopped caring about the Bulls, bro. It helps you so much. I did the same thing, unfortunately. As a Bears fan, right before um, the year, right before you we went to the postseason, I kind of, I mean, I watched the games still because I'm a diehard football. I'm still watching the games, but I had expectations. I knew where we were going to be. So that's why when we lost, I wasn't affected. But the Bulls, they sold us dreams. Then we rebuild and then we go multiple places. You know, I'm, anyways, enough about the Bulls of, ten- of today. <laughs> enough about the Bulls of today. Let us talk about. The Bulls of yesteryear, my brother. What do you thought? What are your thoughts on the first four episodes of The Last Dance? I'm trying to figure out why did Jordan say that? Why did Jordan think that we would hate him afterwards? I was like, I fully understand like the Jordan mentality. I'm gonna, I don't want to say fully understand, but I understand like where it came from, like why he's, you know, the way he was in the '90s and stuff. I can tell you why. Michael Jordan, <laughs> you can ask anybody, and it's not a secret. Michael Jordan's an asshole. All right. I, <laughs> Wait, sometimes I'm, you got to be an asshole to succeed. I mean, right. No, he's, he's a true life, mean asshole. I mean, you see, you see, you see the gif of Kobe just shaking his head and calling somebody soft. Like, you can't, like, you got to have, you got to be an asshole. Like, Michael lets you have it on the court, off the court. He lets you have it in practice. He said a lot of things. He did his. He did it his way. He was not. I mean, but the way if you asked him, I think the way he said that though is because his he does an amazing job, very similar to LeBron, of controlling the narrative. So if you ask the narrative, Michael Jordan, he's like this all-time figure. You know what I'm saying? So of course mm-hmm. people are gonna be like, people are gonna have a different light of him because he's keeping it real. Like anybody that knows Mike, that's Mike. <laughs> that's him being just straight asshole, Mike. Okay. So that's why I'm not surprised by it. I'm just happy that the world is seeing what I've, I've known <laughs> for the longest. It's like Michael Jordan's an asshole, and I love every second of it. So <laughs> it's it's like been I dope. Say, you have to be you have to be an asshole to win championships. I mean, 
let's go back to the Patriots. Like fucking Darrell Revis, when he was on the Patriots, she showed up like five minutes late for a meeting. He was benched like a game and a half. And what happened that year? They won a championship. Like you have to be the asshole to, you know, succeed. You can't be out here, can't be out here, you know, kissing up and hey, good game. Like no, like. He, well, he ain't not even just be an asshole. You just gotta, you know, be, be you gotta lead by example. You gotta push your team. You gotta get everybody through it. And Michael, he, he went through his adversity as he saw in episode four uh, with the bad boy Pistons. You know, Scotty matured as the years gone by. And, you know, it's, it's just been so, I mean, I, my earliest basketball memory is the 92 Dream Team. My earliest Chicago Bulls memory is 1993 versus the Phoenix Suns in that entire series. So that's like my early basketball memory. So I was a part of the, I remember the first three Pete. So that was the third championship in 93, 94. So just watching this um, amazing documentary so far has been so dope. The music, my brother. Oh my God. <laughs> it's that I'm bad. It might, it might be time for another Omar jingle. Are you ready? Wait, before you do that, if we were talking about assholes, remember like the first few seasons of, of Tough Enough, you seen how much of an asshole Taz was. Oh, Taz was a big asshole. He's, he's, he's a New hey, Yorker. And, he's a New Yorker. Right, and like you say, you got to be an asshole to make it. Like, there were some people that tapped out after that, and there were some people that proved like, all right, this is, you know, sometimes being an asshole, like you said, gives that energy that you need. Like, and I don't want to say even being an asshole. I just like to say pushing, pushing the limit. We'll say that pushing the limit, you know, because you know that's you don't want to have too much of an old school vibe, too too much of an old school because things do change, you know. You're working with a do um, a new wave, but you got to be tough though, you know. You got to be tough, like Michael was, like Taz was back then, um, like LL Cool J, you know, because he's bad. Like no rapper can rap quite like he can. Take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand. Not the last uh-huh. poppy, also I'm the MC. Wow. Make you say go LL and do the WAP. If you oh. think you cannot rhyme me, yeah, boy, I'm bad because I ain't met a motherfucker who can do that yet. Trendsetter, uh-huh. I'm better. My rhymes are good. I got a gold name plate that said what? I wish me good. And where would it begin? And before I go in and before my rhyme is over, you know I'm going to win. Cool J has arrived, so you better make way. Actually, the kid at the party. Ah, so the kid don't play. Squally competition, that's my hobby and job. I don't wear the disguise because I don't know the mob. I got a pinpoint rap to make you feel crap. Ah, so many girls in my jock. They think my phone is tapped. I'm bad. I st- uh. <laughs> <laughs> Make the mic go out. <laughs> man, no, that's that soundtrack's been so dope, man. We had Prince, Crazy Man. You had Rakim and Eric B. Man. Whew. I can't wait for these next episodes. So make sure you guys, if you haven't, uh, go to uh, ESPN Sundays. It's kind of like a new family tradition because we can't go nowhere else. <laughs> Could you imagine someone listen to this like, I thought this was a wrestling podcast. Go back to the wrestling. Shut up. Our description said other trendy-ish. <laughs> AKA, it's a quarantine right now. So we are talking right. <laughs> about a lot of things. All right. Speaking of gear. And we talked about the culture cast gear, which you can get now. Um, you will see a link in the bio of this episode. What's one of your favorite gear? I mean, the uh, uh, favorite. What's some of the some of the top favorite gear of wrestlers as we transition mm. back to wrestling? So, um, like thinking about wrestlers and the gear that they wear um, in the ring or to the ring, and what's some things that stand out to you uh, as some of your favorites? That's actually a good question. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start with you know since I have like a like an amateur wrestling background like in freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestling I like that from Impact Josh Alexander comes out with the singlet in the head and like the headset like that always brings back nostalgia I'm like yes good old school memories good old school memories mm-hmm. who else stand out who else uh King I can't forget about uh, Pentagon Jr. in that. That is a dope setup. That mask and outfit, yes. That is super dope. I don't, I don't you know what the catchphrase is, but it's super dope. <laughs> settle, settle Miedo, zero fear. <laughs> oh, I never knew that. I mean, since, since we're on the topic, you know, I got to go over to Raw. 
You already know where I'm going. <clears throat> Go right ahead. You're the current U.S. champion. Then accompanied by Zelina, no, no other than the reigning, mm. defending, mm. undisputed. Come on. Whew. Goat Drade. Goat Drade. <laughs> Go Drotty! So as soon as he comes out, you could hear Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z playing. <laughs> Ooh, Go Drotty, the future. <laughs> you forever stand. Go Drotty. And don't forget about, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, culture, community, you guys get three old jingles. Here's one that I have not sang in a long time. If you guys go back to an early episode, you might have heard it. Gotrade and his assistant. Oh, Zalina, Zalina. I knew it. You're the mommy of the WWE. Where's my THC? I knew it. Walking down the ramp with Gotrade or kicking ass when you're in the ring. Oh, Zalina, Zalina. Oh, uh, uh, you got guns. I hope my dealer listens to these. I need some more brownies. <laughs> now, one more thing if you hear me, tell Alistair to not kick me. And I thank you. Ah, quarantine life. Uh, wrestling gear, wrestling gear. Let's get back on topic. Wrestling gear. Uh, where am I? Uh, Ultimate Dragon, WCW, Ultimate Dragon. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. I loved Ultimate Dragon's uh, attire. Juventud Guerrero, so I love this attire. Mm. Um, I would love like a lot of like lucha people from WCW had some bomb-ass attire. It was super dope. All right. Um, I also loved... Um, when Undertaker first won American Badass, I thought that was a dope ass attire to me coming down. With the leather, the leather, yeah. trench coat. Yeah, I thought that was super dope. <laughs> I thought like, damn, that's the smoke cool. like the smoke like hitting the ring as soon as he hit the ring, then that little breeze of smoke came in. <laughs> that was super dope, man. It's one of those things like, damn, that's cool. Um, another person who had really dope attire that I always, um, he actually has super dope attire now. Uh, that's the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. He is killing it with this character. <laughs> he is killing it with these suits. He looks like homie from uh, Walking Dead. What's his name from Walking Dead? Negan. 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 Yeah. He is. One he's he's killing it. Okay. So Seth Ro and this Monday Night Messiah. All I need to see is him put on like a basset robe. That would be perfect. <laughs> okay. Take him to church, Seth. Even though he's a, anyways, uh, Seth Rollins or agnostic comes comes down to the ring accompanied by Reverend Devon. Oh my brother, testify! <laughs> oh man, you, could you imagine the promos? Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that is exciting. Um, which leads us to how we always like to wrap up. Our shows, we like to cut promos here at the CultureCast. Make sure you guys email us at CultureCastPod at gmail.com. Um, if you guys have any promo suggestions or things you want to things you want to hear us shoot the shits about, because that's what we do here. We shoot the shits, and we like to have fun doing it. So it is promo time, everybody. And um, Richard, are you ready? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You tonight, my brother, will be given a promo on <laughs> being an essential worker. Uh, <clears throat> why you have to do this? You know, it's, it's going to be and be inspirational today. I have a feeling it's, it's going to be inspirational. It's going to be a good promo because you know. <laughs> Ben Central has this perch, you know, instead of it being a 30-minute drive to work, it's a 15-minute drive to work because, you know, 
all the cameras in our soccer moms are off the road, you know? I haven't seen a Honda Odyssey in like a month, and I'm fucking proud of it. <laughs> so Karens and kids, stay home. Do something with your lives. Keep our roads clear. You know, our average MPH is like 55 going down Fullerton, and I'm enjoying every single second of it. You know, I like going to my Dunkin' Donuts right down the street, and there's no line there, no line, no wait. I'm in and out. Boom. Then I get to work. There's always a parking spot right in front. It's amazing, you know? So, people, please stay home. You're making my life very easy. Hashtag abandon Honda Odysseys. That was very inspirational, my brother. <laughs> I, I felt that. I think people are going to save home, stay, stay home and save lives. Mm-hmm. And save time for me to get to work. Thank you for keeping it. Like, like them organic, them organic apples can wait. Like Larry said, your husband's jump shot isn't going to be any good. So stay home. <laughs> that jump shot is always going to be weak. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, toss What you got for me, brother? What you got for me? Uh, let's see. It has to be something. It has to be something big for you. <laughs> oh my god. Hmm. <laughs> I got one. Oh my god. Men with struggle beards. Men. You know what a struggle beard is. You know when it's not connecting, but they're still growing it out. I know exactly um, <laughs> what you're talking about, my brother. So, um, come on. Man. Remember, you, you, you spent that game at Sarah Spain with the beard, so you know you should have had something packed up. But that's a different ah. story from a different day. Allow me to uh, prepare myself. All right. Is the camera on me? Yes, it is. Let me take a drink real quick. Libation. So the promo topic that Ray has provided for me tonight are men with struggle beards. So let me talk to you guys about the connection. The connection that we have as hosts, the connection that we have we have as a community, the connection that we have together. In life, things connect from point A to point B. But unfortunately, unfortunately for you, the struggle is real. My brother, coconut oil will help you. My brother, a deep wash will help you. My brother, don't worry, do not fear. The end of your struggle can soon be near. Embrace this quarantine. Embrace social distancing. Do not touch your hair. Let the struggle grow. You know the best thing about this struggle beer, my brother, for you, is nobody's gonna see you, okay? Cause guess what? Just like Ray said, you can stay home. You don't have to go anywhere. So guess what? You know the worst thing about this beautiful beer that you see on this screen? The worst thing about it is the struggle sage. But guess what for you and your struggle beard? No one gets to see you. I still have to go out to work and embrace my struggle. All you have to do is potentially just work from home. So for you with a struggle beard, there's one thing I want, I gotta say to you, you're lucky. But also, you just can't make the connection because just like your struggle beard, <laughs> you don't get the point. You don't reach this next stage. You don't pass go. You don't collect $200. But just like your struggle, it's also my struggle too. Because just like they won't be able to see you, it's just like that for me too. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was, ladies and gentlemen, but I know it was a struggle. Unlike my official hair, he connected with that promo. (laughs) (laughs) 
the top of the dome, man. What's going on for the rest of the week, man? We got 3-6 Mafia versus Bone Thugs on Versus on Instagram Live. Make sure you guys check that out, man. That's going to be great for the culture. You know, Bone Thugs is more national, but 3-6? Woo! Project Pat is in this motherfucker. I know. Come on, oh. man. I can't Stay wait. Stay fly. Pop my collar. Dog oh. boy fresh. <laughs> Woo! I can't wait. Uh, so that's coming up, I believe, on uh, Thursday, uh, April 30th. So be on the lookout for that. Ray, what final thoughts do you have for the culture community? Uh, I, I just bought some Dr. Bronner's. So I'm about to get my soul saved with this soap. <laughs> Whew. I'm ready for this. per usual i just want to tell you guys to stay happy stay healthy uh make sure you guys take walks find a happy place um anyway uh protect your mental protect your chickens all right we're gonna get through this together we are the culture cast for the culture by the culture and we do it because of the culture ladies and gentlemen i'm the oh you should know omar kill solomon i got my co-host with me Say a prayer for El Milagro. They closed for the two weeks because of COVID, and it's hitting my home. You know, the best tortilla chips and tortillas in Chicago. I'm going to miss them for these few weeks, but as soon as they open back up, you know, I'm going to be there. See, every time I give Ray that fastball, he just throws me off another way sometimes, ladies and gentlemen. But... Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta show love to the locals, you know. <laughs> so I'm the oh you should know that's big Ray we are the culture cast follow us on social media culture cast pod and then follow us on twitter culture cast pod underscore Ray where can they find us on podcast where can they stream us at oh everywhere you know Spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts podcasts I haven't even heard of shout out to them basically anywhere and everywhere so definitely make sure you guys rate us, review us. Make sure you guys check out the Instagram page. We have a T-shirt. We have merchandise coming to you guys uh, soon. That's ready now. So and all the proceeds for those T-shirts, they are going uh, to independent wrestling companies, to performers, uh, to companies just affected by COVID-19. We want to do our part here at the Culture Cast. So uh, look out on our bio. You're going to get more information on that. Um, until next time, we are out of, out of here. Adios, everybody. Kingston Mines. Can't forget about that. I love their music, love their food. Can't wait for the reopen. Okay.